Welcome to House of Hoops, episode 47. It's Monday, January 4th, 2020, and I'm Jeff Hausman. Let's introduce the rest of the hired guns for tonight. On the phone is Bo Brady. Hey, what's up? What up, Bo? And also joining us tonight is Brian Clark. What's going on? What up, Brian? Yo. Glad to have you guys. Thank you. On today's show we've got i guess our pick game recap a little bit of gambling this week some nba news uh i don't know what else happened in the nba i don't know oh did you want us to chime in no House of Hoops is on Twitter. It's at House of Hoops. It's H-A-U-S of Hoops. We're also on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. We got a number. You can call it. It's 901-300-6575. Call us. Leave it a voicemail. You got three minutes. Thank you, everybody, for listening. How's it going? Good. 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 Uh, no, Brian, what I was referring to was like, all I did was watch the pick game and maybe a couple other games. I don't really know what happened in the NBA this week outside of like the little bit that I saw. It's been a busy week as always, but we're going to come on here and talk about what we do know and what we did find interesting. But before we get into all the NBA stuff and whatnot, how are you guys doing? Bo, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. Good. How's your week been? Happy New Year. It's good. We just got back from being down in Memphis yesterday. Yeah. 
You were here. I didn't see you. <laughs> yeah, it was. <clears throat> we were busy, believe it or not. And then we actually went down to my parents' place in Brookhaven, Mississippi for a couple nights, too. So we're in town, out of town, in town, then left. Yeah, I get it. COVID. And, co- yeah, and the COVID stuff. Yeah, it's all good. Glad you had a little vacation. That sounds nice. Yeah, it was it was fun. The drive was it was long with the kids, but it was worth it. Yeah, they'll remember those long trips in the car. It's not all bad. How long is that? How long is that drive, though? Um, if you do it in one sitting, it's and stop twice. Like without, if you didn't have the kids with you, it'd be twelve and a half hours. But it ends up being we split it up and. Uh, the first night we left, we drove about four hours to Iowa City and stayed in a hotel and then drove the rest uh, about an eight and a half hour drive from Iowa City to Memphis. But, you know, we stopped and let the kids run around on the playground and ate lunch. So it takes a little bit longer. But the splitting it up is is nice. What do they say? What's the saying? Like the the journey is, I don't even know. <laughs> what do they say about like... Uh... The experience is half the journey or something. Yeah, the kids had fun <laughs> going to a hotel and you know, wearing a mask in the, a, in the lobby in the elevator. It's not about the destination. It's about the friends you make along the way. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. about the roadkill you, you obtain. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, Bo. Well, hey, I'm happy you're back this week. Laddie couldn't make it this week. But Brian is filling Laddie's giant shoes. What up with you, Brian? Oh, you know, just working and living and trying to avoid COVID. Watching a little basketball. Yeah? Yeah, but you know, mostly working. You know how that goes. Yeah. Ready ready for the holiday season to be over and kind of get back to normal. Making the extra money is nice, but normalcy is nice, too. Uh, December was a long month for you and I, <laughs> I feel like it's yeah. <laughs> a lot going on a lot that I don't really want to get into, but God damn, <laughs> a lot going on, you know, and then we did the podcast all the way through December and didn't take any time off to like, I don't know, do Christmas shopping and like enjoy the holidays it's just like, go, 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 go all December. I think next year there will be a week off. I can guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. What? I mean, anything else, Brian? You've been watching some hoops. That's good. I mean, I guess you enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, watching some hoops, watching, watching hoops all day on Christmas. Yeah, watching watched a little bit of a uh, college football, some uh-huh. of the bowl game action. Yeah, okay. Nothing too crazy to report here. All right, fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you a question: Are there any New Year's resolutions? Uh, Do we care I, I about that at all? No, I didn't. I didn't set any. I didn't set any. Yeah, I feel like I lost some weight in the past year. Uh huh. Probably lost about twenty-five to thirty pounds. Where? So I don't, uh, it just, it just disappeared. It's just out there in the ether somewhere. Hmm. So I don't really feel like it was that necessary to set up, set a new year's resolution. Sure. I don't um, usually play into those either. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's new year's is just like an arbitrary date. 
you know, mm-hmm. on the on the first of the year, I'm gonna change some stuff. <laughs> probably not. You know, well, it's looked at as like a fresh start, you know, in the calendar. <laughs> I guess I'm looking. I'm looking at my eventual vaccine sometime next year as my fresh start. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Makes sense. You'll get it before then. Maybe. Uh, it's the, 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 the news in Shelby County isn't good. We're we're letting vaccine letting, letting vaccines go to waste here. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, about I that. think they're d- doing that everywhere. Yeah, I think it's good, Brian, that you're not getting your hopes up. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Keep the bar set low. Yeah, I mean, really, there's vaccines, but there's not. But there is. I I, I don't even know what to make of it. No one knows what to make of it. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah, definitely. Well, you just take it as take the ball as it rolls to you, I guess. Bo, what about you and uh, New Year's resolutions? No, I know. I don't have any. <laughs> Nothing at all that you want to strive for for the next year? No. All right. I'm happy where I'm at, what I'm doing. I don't need to really. I mean, if there's something I need to change, I'm sure Kate will tell me and I'll work on it. <laughs> <laughs> He has a New Year's resolution every week from his wife. No, no <laughs> not true at all. Um, I, I'd like to, in this house we live in, there's nowhere to put a pull-up bar on a door because these doors are too odd-shaped and old. So maybe I'll put one up in the garage somehow. Maybe I'll do that. All right. Well, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> I guess I'll do pull-ups on it. All right. Can you do push-ups? Yeah. Good. can do five of the... Uh, you know, hand forward pull-ups. That's pretty good. How many can you do, Jeff? I don't know. Last time I did, I did 10 and I almost passed out. That's pretty good. I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Alexa was very surprised. My girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, in case you're wondering, I do have a, New Year's resolution. Two, really. I don't really go for these usually, but this year, like, I saw some things that I've been slipping on, and I want to get kind of straightened out and get back in line. One is to try to plan my week out better instead of just letting whatever happen happen and just taking what I have left. I want to set goals for the week and like accomplish things instead of just just wasting week after week after week it seems like sometimes where not enough gets done and you're like i still have this list of shit i need to do every fucking week and nothing ever gets done it's like all right tuesday i'm gonna do this like i want to be more efficient with my time and i also want to read more i haven't read through a book in years so I got a couple books. I got this one book from that's uh it's made by somebody that worked at NPR. It's like a uh journalism book. I want to read that. And I got this uh book called Zen Golf that I want to read. Those are two things that I feel like it won't be hard to concentrate on reading those cuz I'm actually interested in it. I don't know. Sometimes I stay up too late. I mean, that's a lot of the problem with uh scheduling it's like i'll stay up all night and then sleep in all well into the afternoon and i'm a night owl 
I always have been. Like as far back as I can remember, I've always wanted to be a vampire. It's just, <laughs> it's just fucking how it is. Like I, I don't wake up till the sun goes down. Most of the time, a lot of times. Did you guys do anything for New Year's? Stay up till midnight. That counts, right? It does. Did you do anything? Did you guys get champagne? What's going on? What's going on in the Drink. Brady house? Drink some beer. Oh, we picked up uh, some Indian food. <laughs> yeah, we we drove back from uh, Mississippi that like and got into Memphis about six thirty. Okay, and then I went, went and picked up some Indian food. It was cold in Memphis, mm-hmm. and then uh, that was about it. Stayed up a little till let the kids stay up till about ten thirty eleven, and then put them to bed and stayed up a little bit longer. All right, Brian. Yeah, I got off work at five and went and picked up some Italian food. Italian and. Uh, yeah, uh, they were pretty busy. It took me a while to get through. <laughs> At one point, I thought they'd maybe just taken the phone off the hook and was about to go to plan B. But uh, I got through, got the food, <laughs> got home, <laughs> uh, drank some wine, uh-huh. and uh, watched, a, watched a really good movie, actually. Watched a what? A movie in a, it's in a series. I think it's a BBC series. The series is called Small Axe. Okay. And this movie was called Lover's Rock, directed by Steve McQueen, I believe. Okay. Um, but anyway, the, the point of this this movie in the series was, uh, I guess the series is about uh, immigrants in the UK. Uh, I think specifically around, th- this one was set sometime in like the uh, late 70s, early 80s. And it was about 70 minutes long and it was just about pretty much a like a house party from start to finish from the DJ showing up and moving furniture out and setting up the sound and They've got people cooking curries and people showing up. I don't know if it was a, I don't know if the, it was a rent party, if they'd turn the party to pay the rent that month. It was good. Really well shot. Really good soundtrack. Mostly like, you know, reggae, rock steady, lovers rock music, but it was good. I'd recommend it 70 minutes long and it was, it was fun. Wanted to do something besides just watch sports all night. So ask you something was that you lighting off all them Shoot. fireworks and shooting guns down there down there in that the was not me south side of the neighborhood <laughs> that was not me um yeah I, I went to i went to bed a little before midnight but just stayed up reading and it was raining and, too uh, right yeah i mean this that takes a that's a commitment you know right to get out there and shoot off fireworks in the rain it was an extremely high usage rate and gunshots this new year's i don't know what was going on it sounded like a fucking war was going on out there and it was raining that was the weird part it was like who is out here like what are you using an umbrella and lighting off fireworks it was crazy it was it was fucking insane where i live i was like what is that thunder like what is going on it felt like and it didn't help that i had just watched like that tom cruise war of the worlds like the day before (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh it's happening <laughs> yeah usually I, I typically make fun of the fireworks or gunshots oh, people yeah. you know sure it's played out right um but there were definitely <laughs> it was nuts. i mean there's a difference between repetitive gunshots and fireworks you can tell the difference and for those for those that don't know jeff lives jeff lives down the street from me <laughs> i'm about a i'm about a 
10 minute walk to Jeff's house. Probably. I could feasibly get hammer drunk at Jeff's house and stumble home safely. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> You're not good on foot <laughs> with booze. <laughs> no, I kid. Look, uh, yeah, New Year's was. It is, and it is. I don't know. If you're not trying to better yourself at the start of a new year, I don't know. Like, I guess you pick and choose your own times to work on yourself. But to me, it's like a, I never get into it. But this year, I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to fucking try to do something this year. Whatever. It's good to set goals. You may have inspired me a little bit, Jeff. Yeah. Cause I I got this long list, of, this long ass to do list. <laughs> Nothing ever gets done, because I don't <laughs> tell myself that I'm gonna do it this day at this time. I'm just like oh, I'll do it when I get around to it. I feel like if I plan it out, then I'll like hold myself accountable to that time slot that I've set for that thing. You know, I don't know. We'll give it a shot. We'll see what happens. Sounds like you're growing up. <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> Other than that, I saw Cobra Kai season three came out on Netflix on Friday. First of the year. I haven't looked at it yet, but I'll watch that at some point. Cobra Kai is hilarious. I guess it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Um, I haven't watched any of that. It's not bad. It's kind of funny because it's like a nostalgic it's almost like they made it knowing, like, we have nothing to lose. Like, let's just make it true. Like, it's it's honest in a way. I don't know about season three. Like, I don't know what the fuck happens, but I'll check it out. I really like the first season. It was good. I guess we'll start with NBA news. Did either of you see anything that sparked your interest this week in the NBA news? Spencer Dinwiddie's injury, he tours partially towards ACL and he's out for the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought I thought that was yeah, I, I don't know what kind of impact he was gonna have for the Nets in the playoffs, but at least in the regular season, when you have Kyrie resting or and, and Durant resting, at least like I thought Dinwiddie could either one get you a good fill in and then also he's a good player off the bench, and then he also had some trade intrigue for the Nets as well. And I feel like that's kind of a big blow to their, to their season. Mm-hmm. I agree. Dinwiddie was big last year. He's been big with the Nets for a few years now. Yeah. You've got Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant playing this year. So you, you can't say it's Dinwiddie's team, but I feel like it kind of was his team last year. Yeah. Him and Karras. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think he's a, you know, you could say he's like a heart and soul guy in the locker room. I think he's going to be a free agent next year, too. I don't remember if he's a free agent or if he has a player option. Yeah. Or so, what what his thing is. I'm assuming the Nets will file like a, uh, what do you call it, a hardship. You know, the word escapes me. Bo, where are you at? Exemption? Oh, you know what I'm talking about here. Exemption. Kind of exemption yeah. yeah. He has a player option for next year. Okay, so he'll likely opt into that. You would You would think. Disabled player exemption, something like that. Yeah, the Nets are probably yeah, and that'll that'll probably free up some money for the Nets to the reports get somebody. 
Yeah, the Nets will. It's $6 million. I mean, they'll do it. I don't know what they're going to get to replace him because, he, I mean, he's a very good player. I really liked Dinwiddie. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough break, man. Tough break. There was another player that got hurt this week, too. Danilo uh, Gallinari. He got he hurt, hurt again. Yeah, sprained his ankle, I guess. And it was like his first game back after having some other foot injury back on the December 23rd. This dude, just a history of injuries every year. The problem with Gallinari and signing Gallinari, and he, he demands money because he's a f- nice piece, you know, to have around, stretch four. He's a gamer, you know. But his problem is his, his injuries. He's constantly getting injured. He's super talented, but he hasn't played 70 games in a season since 2012-13. Now he's a 32-year-old stretch four worth $61 million. <laughs> and he's coming off the bench, and he's not playing. I mean, that's $20 million a year for the next three years for the Hawks. I've read somewhere that his deal is the largest multi-year deal for a player that's older than 30 and has never made an all-star game. Uh, Wojnowski tweeted that. Another tough break for Houston and Gallinari. Atlanta. Yeah, sorry. Atlanta and Gallinari. Why did I think Houston? I guess it's that red thing. Red, yeah. The bloods. (laughs) The Bloods. the Bloods. Another tough break for the Bloods. <laughs> <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of Houston, did you guys see that uh, Harden's narrowed his choices down again to Boston or Toronto? Bless his heart. He's calling the shots, huh? Did he say? Did he say Boston or Toronto? <sighs> Apparently, so that was that was. I saw something today that they were that they were saying the possible deals would be uh for Toronto it'd be Siakam and Picks for Harden and uh for Boston it'd be Jalen Brown and Picks which I don't I think if you're Boston I don't I don't think you do that I don't think you do it either just because you don't know what Brown even if Brown is like even if he's plateaued and he yeah if he's exactly what he is now (laughs) dude I've said it on here before I'm not I'm still not convinced who the best player on Boston is it could be Jalen Brown. <laughs> I'm not convinced that he's not the best player. If he goes somewhere else and he's the man, see what happens. I think there's like a understanding where Tatum has seniority in that locker room, but I just I don't think you split those two dudes up. Uh-uh. I think Tatum and Brown are. I think I mean you hang on to those guys. That that could be you know what could be a disaster. Eight, like eight you bring some success. You bring. Harden in, and then Tatum and him hate each other. Yeah, and then you got to flip Harden again for pennies on the dollar. Then you trade Harden for John Wall. <laughs> <laughs> or trade him for so Westbrook. If you're, if you're Toronto, do you do you make that deal? I I, I guess it depends. Yes. Uh, Toronto's, yeah, I think Toronto's not looking good right now. And then Zach Lowe's made the point that. You know, Masai Ujiri, he's won a championship already, so maybe he, he's he got championship bloodlust, and he thinks, you know, maybe Siakam's not going to bring him 
bring him there and why not Siakam, why not go for it Siakam's not looked good and the way that Toronto has chased stars with Kawhi Leonard in the past I wouldn't be surprised at all if they swing for Harden give up whatever they have to do to get him I wouldn't be surprised at all Toronto uh, that's crazy that Harden actually wants to go there Toronto well just, they are in, they are in Tampa so there are you know maybe it's I think it's twofold one Tampa two and then when they if they actually get back to Toronto there's really good strip clubs there Toronto just lost to the Pelicans for the second time I feel like that's a perspective like okay you're losing to Western teams that are like on the cusp of the playoffs you ain't you ain't winning shit if you're losing to New Orleans. Uh, Toronto's got to make a move. Siakam has not looked good at all this year. Yeah, it would it wouldn't surprise me to see Toronto move off of Siakam because I feel like they've got they feel like they have his replacement in Chris Boucher. And then Harden is like, yeah, I think if you have an opportunity at Harden, I think that's a good move for Toronto. But we'll see. Yeah, but why it, not? It worked it worked with Kawhi. They ain't got shit to lose at this point. Yeah. And I mean, from what we've seen, which, you know, Kawhi, Kawhi gets his way just like Harden gets his way. You know, they make exceptions for teams have made exceptions for Kawhi. So, I mean, maybe it's, you know, maybe Toronto's, it's not out of order for them to go, okay, Harden, come on in and, you know, take your time getting to practice and mm-hmm. enjoy Tampa nightlife, get all that COVID and <sighs> just, just get here and drop, you know, 30 and 15. <laughs> 30, 15, and 15. <laughs> yeah, he'll definitely have the keys to the truck if he goes to Toronto. What about Becky Hammond? First woman to act as an NBA head coach. The Spurs were playing the Lakers on Wednesday night. Popovich got himself ejected before the end of the first half. Becky Hammond assumed coaching responsibilities. Fully for the first time in a game. So that's history. Good for her. I mean, I, Popovich knows what he's doing. So if he if he trusted her on the team, I'm like, what do I know? You know, <laughs> how, how could I argue with Greg Popovich? I mean, if, if he sees in her the ability to be, you know, to coach the team. I thought it was cool um, that the players kind of bought in and she got praise from other players around the league. Yeah, I mean, she was a, she was a player herself, you know. Yeah. She had previously... This guy's guy, players respect that. Yeah, no doubt. I think they respect her um, as a person completely. She had previously served as head coach for the team during the NBA Summer League in Las Vegas. She won the 2015 Summer League title. It's one thing to be an acting head coach, but it does still remain to be seen if and when a woman will get the honor of being a full-time head coach. Uh, it hasn't been done before. Like, I'm not trying to come off as sexist or whatever, but I don't know if like the NBA is ready for it or how that works in the locker room. It's just weird. You know, It hasn't been done. Do you think the NBA is ready for something like that? Sure. Why not? I mean, Let she's, it happen. she's interviewed for head coaching positions in the past. She interviewed with uh, Milwaukee before they hired Budenholzer. She was considered for the Indiana vacancy in September before Bjorkgren was given the job. 
she was a top candidate for the men's basketball team at her alma mater, Colorado State, in 2018. So people are inquiring about her. It's just like, is she staying in San Antonio because there's like a plan for her to take over the reins? I don't know. It's just a weird thing because we've never seen it. It's really all I'm saying. It's like, does that work in the NBA? I guess it has to, you know? Like, can, who's going to be well, the fucking won't. dickhead that ma- makes that not work in the locker room? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, oh, get her out of here. We won't know if it works until it happens, you know? It it'll have to happen, yeah. you know? It'll have to happen before we know if, if it'll work or not. Yeah. Well, winning cures all, so. Yeah. Indeed. I could see the Spurs sticking their neck out, and they've always been a progressive franchise. I could see that happening there. If she doesn't get hired away. And then there's the whole thing. Like, if you're the first team that hires, like, a female head coach, do you want to be the first team to fire a female head coach? Like, that could come back negatively down the road, right? Not if she's not winning. I just yeah. I, I just want to look at this from a results standpoint. If she's a good assistant head coach, I mean, she's already, like you said, you don't think it would work in the like there'd be some knucklehead that would not let it work in the locker room. I didn't say I don't think it'll work. I said it's very possible that that happens. Well, that's okay. So the, the, you open the door for that possibility, and I think yeah. that's reasonable to speculate that. But it, it's not a problem so far in the Spurs locker room. Is that just not a problem because of Popovich? He just won't put up with it, or is it not a problem because it's really just not a problem? Right. Good point. Um, Good point. You know, I think if you're good at your job, it doesn't matter if you look like, you know, if you're Dennis Rodman in a dress, like, you, you know, he, <laughs> he could have put it, if he could have worn a tutu instead of shorts on the Bulls team and was pulling down 25 rebounds a night, no one would care. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what I just, it's a results-based industry with basketball. I see that. I see your point. I see where you're coming from. Makes sense. That is logical thinking. That's why I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> and, and that's maybe why I don't like gambling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see that. Oh. I do like going to the casino. That's fun, but take it or leave it. I'm sick about the Pelicans losing to the Pacers tonight. One game. But New Orleans won, so that was good. We won some money tonight. Do you guys have any other news information or should we move along to the pick game we're at 40 i think we could just give a quick shout out to paul westfall who died this past week he was a hall of fame basketball player five-time all-star made the first team all nba three times won championship with the celtics in 74 and had 318 wins as the head coach of the suns and took the suns to their to the uh nba finals in 92 93 as the head coach. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, MF Doom, too. Shit. Yeah. I Indeed. guess he 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 passed away back in, on Halloween. Yeah, we didn't know. Crazy. The family was keeping it quiet, I guess. Uh, Brian. I think yeah. that just, it adds to his mystique, you know. He was always <laughs> a pretty mysterious, quiet dude. Yeah. A lot he of didn't, DJs. He didn't seem to appreciate media and... Yeah, he didn't, he didn't want his business out in the street. Yeah, you know, a lot of a lot of people had to have known that and kept it quiet. There's a, there's a lot of people in the industry that, you know, the guys at Stones Throw mm-hmm. Records, um, 
oh yeah if you're not texting yeah. back or calling back like what's yeah. going on yeah yeah tough 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 he was only what 49 mf doom yeah yeah a lot of djs are quiet guys like keep to themselves kind of uh, like almost like hermits sometimes I guess kind of why they get into DJing or like spinning records or scratching or mixing, whatever. It's because they can just do it by themselves and just go into their own world. I know a lot of guys. He had a he had he had some bad experiences early on in his career. Um, he got he got dropped from his label. I want to say when he was in KMD with his brother. His brother who passed away was hit by a car on. Uh, mm. Nassau Expressway, I think. He was crossing the expressway and was hit by a car. Uh, and they were working on their second album. His brother was the uh, DJ Subrock, and they were in a group called KMD. Second record was about to come out. And so, yeah, Doom's brother dies. And then shortly thereafter, they get dropped from the label. So I think he had some animosity towards, towards the mu- music industry in general. And I think that kind of did, I think it drove him into some depression early on. Um, and yeah, I just don't think he wanted to do the, he just wanted to be left alone. You know, he wanted to make his art and put it out and he made make some, some great, money off of it. And that's it. You know, made some great fucking music. That's for sure. Yeah, indeed. Talent. Been following that guy a long time. It's a very strange thing to hear. Yeah. We, don't decide how much time we have. And time don't stop for no man or woman, for that matter. This, this is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's move on. Let's get out. I don't have anything else in NBA news. You know. There wasn't a whole lot, really. Yeah. I mean, the you know, we could talk about the last thing, I guess, if this was a thing. Steph Curry's 62-point game. Yeah. Um, Why not? And you were giving me shit about that. <laughs> you called Which, the Warriors done a week ago. <laughs> well, I just said they're not no. going to make like win the championship. I just don't think they have the... Uh, right. I just don't think it's possible for them. I, and I do think if you have a team with Steph Curry on it, that he can score 60 points and win you a game. I don't think he can beat anybody. Draymond's back now. Yeah, Ubre like, hit a three, which was amazing. Ooh, an eighty million dollar three. Yeah, right in the corner. That was funny. That was near the end of the game. I don't know. Maybe this is how Kelly gets his Ubre back. Oh, Clark! I forget what it was. That's no. That's you. That's what you said last night. So <laughs> Jeff and I got off work last night. And watched. Uh, Watched the second half of that game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, how Kelly got his Ubre back. That's pretty, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. That's so stupid. Uh, I mean, it was it was fun watching the reaction from the bench when he hit the three. Right? They were uh, stoked. I mean, everybody just went nuts. <laughs> yeah. That was a fun game. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun game because Curry hit a, like a logo three. And then Dame came down and, uh-huh. and did the same thing right after, and you thought you were going to get the the Dame Steph show. I didn't even and, care uh, that I lost money on the game <laughs> with the Warriors winning. I didn't even care. I was like, I was happy yeah. to see them playing well. It's a fun game. Yeah, why, uh, James Wiseman looked good. 
you know, being based in Memphis, we're gonna we're gonna talk about James Wiseman a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna 12 talk about points, eleven rebounds. We're probably gonna talk about James Wiseman his entire career. So probably, it's always gonna be the what if. He's always gonna be the what if guy in Memphis for like. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go down as one of those things. Like, what if you foul? Like, what if Derrick Rose fouled Chalmers before he shot? Yeah, it's it's gonna be one of those things. It's gonna be always gonna be a what if. Like, what if there wasn't COVID? Like, and Wiseman didn't get the boot from the NCAA. Like, it'll always be a what if. I'll always follow Wiseman's career because I thought he was special in college. I thought he was special when he was playing for East here in Memphis. It's always be, well, always, I mean, I'll always be following his career, seeing what he's doing. Yeah. I think he's special. I he think had, he's going to be good. He had all the tools to be one of those one year wonder players, you know, mm-hmm. in college basketball. I mean, like a Carmelo Anthony or a, Amari started. People bring up Derrick Rose, but Derrick Rose had a Derrick Rose had a quiet year until the conference tournament. Uh huh. The, the kind of the end of conference play. Yeah, he kind of let it all yeah, out. Yeah, there's there's always the Amari Stoudemire. What if if he had played if he had gone to college and played in Memphis? <laughs> right. Yeah. Whatever. Just add him to that'd the be list. A good, the the Amari Stoudemire. That's a good segue to like a a. Afternoon talk sports talk radio segment in Memphis. Well, let's talk about Amari St- Stoudemire and what if he played for the Tigers? What's your biggest what if for the Tigers? Call in, call in, <laughs> call me. <laughs> well, what if Nick Saban left the Dolphins for the Tigers? All right, all right, let's do a whole segment on that. Yeah, yeah. let's keep it going. <laughs> the, the sports talk radio shows are. This is kind of a rule for me. As, as soon as they start taking calls, I just change the channel. I'm like, I'm going to play some music. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want to hear what Joe Bob has to say. Well, it's the voice of the people, Brian. Yeah. Well, no, you got to wait until Jarvis. Jarvis is the first call. You listen to that, and then you change it. Jarvis Greer? <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. Actually, he's, yeah, he's intelligent and has actually a lot of good stuff to say about Memphis sports. Um. Yeah. I'll say this about the Warriors since I brought them up. All right. The Warriors beat the Pistons tonight, 116-106. to 106. So you're going to love this. <laughs> the James Wiseman won, led the Warriors in plus-minus at plus 23. Yes. Second. Can you guess who's second in plus-minus in this game was? Draymond. Andrew Wiggins, motherfucker. Oh, oh wow. He's turning plus the corner. Plus 19. And can you guess Steph Curry's plus-minus? He had. I'll give you... 31 points, um, 9 of 17 shooting, hit five threes, all, hit all his free throws. What uh, was Steph Curry's plus minus? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, is, it an, is it a minus? He was plus three. So okay. Curry's washed. He's washed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to take those plus minuses with a grain of salt. Because who else was on the court, right? Well, it's it's weird that he was plus three. And he played 35 minutes, and then Wiggins was plus 19 and played 38 minutes. Wiggins played 38 minutes? Yeah, he led the, the Warriors in minutes. Oh, he's unleashed. Well, while we're talking unleashed. about... <laughs> <laughs> Let Wiggins live. <laughs> while we're talking about Warriors plus minus in the, uh, the Blazers game, so who do you think had the highest plus minus 
in the war or the Warriors uh, Blazers game last night. On the Warriors or on both teams? On, on the Warriors. It was it was the highest on both teams, but the, it's a Warriors player. I'm gonna say Wiggins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Ubre. <laughs> <laughs> he was he was plus twenty two, and his line was one point three rebounds, eight assists. <laughs> Uh, who? Draymond. Draymond. <laughs> All right. Draymond last night was plus twenty-two with one point three rebounds and eight assists. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, not everything Draymond does shows up in a stat How? in the stat line. How does the algorithm work? <laughs> well, the Warriors got twenty-two more points <laughs> when he was on the court. <laughs> <laughs> They were plus 22 when he was on the court. Thank you for explaining magnets <laughs> to me. <laughs> no, that's great. I think Draymond is a big piece. Who doesn't? They all, like everybody counting them out. Everybody's counting Warriors out. Talking shit. But, uh, on, on the hotline. <laughs> if, fucking, if fucking Steve Kerr is that head coach, and I think he does a good job, uh, he'll, they're going to figure it out. If, even if they don't make a trade, which I think they probably should, they're going to figure some shit out, man. And Draymond's a big piece of that. He's a big piece of their winning culture. And then Steph's just got to get like 60 points every night. It's no big deal. And you're good, yeah. Yeah, you're fine. There was a there was a uh, video clip on Reddit that I saw today, and it was just about Draymond's post-game interview last night. And he just talking about how he's coached James Wiseman on defense. Mm-hmm. Keep keeping him from standing straight up, getting down in his in his crouch. Yeah, it was a good two or three minutes long. We just talked about how how he's really worked with Wiseman on his on his defense and his attitude, keeping his head up. Mm-hmm. I saw and him. I thought that was cool. I mean, I saw. We Wiseman. talked about this earlier. That yeah. we thought that was a great landing on the Warriors is a great spot for Wiseman or, or you know mm-hmm. any any top pick. You know, because you just got a bunch of vets around you. You know, a bunch of champions. Oh yeah, show you the way. guys that have been there, done that, definitely. Sulking Wiseman, I don't like seeing it. I don't like seeing him hanging his head low. I don't like seeing him showing emotion and whining or any of that shit or like getting down on himself or anything like that. I don't like seeing that. It's just too too much fucking Deontay Davis to me. Like I know he's a young yeah, guy. You made a, hmm? you made a comment on that last night about him hanging his head and it was and he had he had fouled somebody but it was a good foul yeah you know it was a foul you make to to keep somebody from scoring in transition i think he might have been upset get, that he was an easy bucket yeah i, th- I think he might have been upset that he was getting pulled out of the game because he saw the sub coming in and he's like he wants to stay in the game he wants to play and he was getting pulled out at that time but i don't i don't like seeing all that emotion like come on man I know he's young. He's a fucking teenager or whatever, but Draymond and those guys got to straighten that out. Otherwise, hey, you got to get out of your head, man. Like, you almost have to turn into a machine. Mm-hmm. Like, fucking move on, you know? Like, hey, be proud of what you did on the court. Go s- take a break. Come back in with some more energy, you know? Like, all that sulking and worrying about what ha- already happened is going to get you nowhere. Yeah. Short, got to have a short memory. Yeah. Move on to the next play. Yeah, definitely. Keep shooting. Keep running. Keep doing the things. That's what I love about Wiseman. He just does everything. 
Like he doesn't take plays off. It seems like he's just he just keeps hustling, keeps going. Like who did he block? He blocked Dame Lillard flat footed. Like Dame was driving to the lane and Wiseman didn't even jump and just blocked Dame. I was like, Yes. That is <laughs> fucking solid defense. <laughs> he didn't even leave his feet. <laughs> I don't have a lot else to say about it. The pick game was Tuesday. It was uh, Bulls-Wizards. This pick game was interesting to me. We didn't pick it because it would be the best game. We picked it because we wanted to see what Chicago's doing. Like, I'm interested in them. And we want to see how Washington looks with Westbrook added to their already pretty interesting roster. They've got some players in Washington. Both teams were looking for their first win of the season. But mostly what I was interested in was Zach Levine and Russell Westbrook. That matchup. These are both players that I would build a team around. Based on athleticism, speed, heart, aggressiveness. I like both of those guys. They haven't won championships. And that's okay. But they're fun to watch. They're absolutely great regular season players. And maybe on the right team, in the right fit, they are winning championships. I just really like both of these players. I've always kind of thought, like, if you're a GM and you're not trading for, whether it was Zach Levine when he was winning dunk contests or Westbrook when he was in the early stages of his career in Oklahoma just going full steam ahead, like if you're not a GM trying to steal one of these players, like I think you're fucking up. With Levine, I mean, it's pure athleticism. He's a freak out there, and he scores so well and so easily sometimes. It just makes it look so easy. Go back and watch those slam dunk contests with Zach Levine if you forgot. And with Westbrook, it's just the drive and determination, the hunger that he carries within himself. It's the closest thing to what I think Kobe had to what Jordan had is the closest thing that I've seen that I've noticed. You just don't get that out of anybody and everybody, especially in the NBA. You just don't see that crazy drive where they're just full speed ahead at all times. Like I just, you know, like with Westbrook, it's just, he's just a different animal, man. Maybe John Morant's that guy. Iverson was a guy like that, but no matter what you say, about either of these two players, they are fun to watch, always. They definitely played a big role in why this was our pick game of the week. Another reason this was a pick game was because of all the interesting players around them on both teams. And I guess we'll be talking about some of those guys here. The guys around Westbrook and Levine were kind of like the guys that I was looking at in the game while I was watching. I was like... Who are these supporting cast players on these two teams that I really don't know a whole lot about, to be honest? I do believe that Levine or Westbrook could be champions if a team was built around them. I, I, I like the Wizards team. I like the Bulls team, too. They're both in the East. And I was listening to the broadcast on the game. And uh, you know who was broadcasting the game? It was Drew Gooden. We know, we know Drew Gooden. He played here oh at boy. Memphis back in the Hubie days. He was pretty good on there. Uh, I kind of like listening to Drew Gooden call games. I guess he works for the Wizards. 
Drew Gooden was talking about how the East has really has gotten better this year. Not only with the Bulls and the Wizards making, where the Bulls made the coaching moves and the upper management moves, but the Wizards making personnel changes on the roster. Both teams drafted well. Both teams had lottery picks. I think both of these teams are on the come up. I really do. I was kind of happy to just kind of watch this game early in the season with these two, uh, what I think are very interesting teams. That being said, they're both winless <laughs> at the time of this game on Tuesday last week. So they got some work to do. Who were their lottery picks, Jeff? Was it Bulls got Patrick Williams? Yeah, Bulls got Patrick Williams at fourth, and the Wizards got Denny Advita at the ninth pick. He's a small forward from Israel. He's the white guy. He's 6'9", shoots. Seems competent on the court. But, they, yeah, they both got high lottery picks and, and uh, bona fide stars, if you ask me, with Levine and Westbrook. Let me ask you, what do you guys think of when you think of these teams? Well, I think the Wizards, I want them to be good. I want to see Beal and Westbrook figure it out. And then they have Thomas Bryant, who's good. And I feel like the Wizards have a good team. And they're in the East, so you'd think they could... I mean, I certainly think they'll be at least seven or eight seed. And I, I kind of, I do agree with you that Westbrook is, he just wants to, he's, he's hungry. He wants to play. He doesn't, he takes it very seriously. That's refreshing. He's not out partying and he, he is, just takes it very seriously. He is so intense. I can't imagine like being face to face with Westbrook if he's like not in a good mood. <laughs> he is so intense. Like, just looking into those eyes, just be like, whoa, there's something else going on in there. <laughs> yeah. I've met people like that, and he's he's definitely comes off as one of those people. It's just like, like if you're not in a good mood, like that's you just fucking stay away from him. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned Thomas Bryant. I'm really starting to like this guy. He's a 2017 second round, 42nd overall draft pick. But he's 23. He's 6'10, 250. He's averaging 14.6 rebounds and two assists, but he'll give you more than that any given night. Thomas Bryant, I like him. He's kind of like the overachiever, you know? He's the, uh, the dark horse on that team. Washington has a couple young, promising international players. And. Danny Advita and Raul Hachiamara. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 draft picks in back to back drafts. I'm watching both of them to see what they develop into for sure. Raul Hachimara, he looks good. This was his first game. Uh, it was either this one or Thursday. It might have been the Thursday game because, so. Bulls, uh, Wizards. Rui, Rui Hachimura played, he did not play Tuesday night. He must have played okay. Thursday night, I believe. All right. He played Thursday. That was his first game of the season. He had like pink eye or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> but back to Thomas Bryant, he's a big part of the team, I think. He can shoot the three. He rebounds. He sets good screens. He's physical. He's a hard worker, it seems like, just based on what I saw in the game and how he was going about things. Seems like a very hard worker. Dude's just going to flat out outwork you, is what it looks like when he's out on the court. Like he's 
it's a challenge, and he accepts it. Anyone that he has to play against. Side note, he had COVID in July. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see who else. Bo, now you brought you, up some. You brought up some Wizards players, but um, right. If you want to touch on the Bulls, uh huh. Um, sure, go ahead. I mean they've they've got they've got kind of a promising young core too with with Zach Levine and they've got um, Kobe White, uh huh, um, and Wendell Carter Jr. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that's a good you know that's a good young three to kind of build around. I feel like yeah. um, I yeah. wish we wish we'd seen a little bit more out of Wendell Carter, but he he doesn't seem he's not a I don't think he's ever going to be a really high scoring guy. He's just kind of a do it all. I uh, yeah, I don't want to say Draymond type. Um, cause I don't know if he has that intensity, but, hmm. um, but he was plus 14 in the pit game on Tuesday, mm-hmm. um, 10 points, he can uh, score three assists, 12 rebounds. I mean, double, double, you know, yeah. he can score too. Like that was a low scoring game for him. Wendell Carter jr. I like him. I think he has a big frame. Like he has like broad shoulders, it's a big presence on the court, but sometimes I forget he's on the court. Like, he almost come, becomes invisible. I don't know if he takes plays off. I just I like forget, I just fucking forget he's out there for some reason. I don't know what that is. Maybe that's relatable. I don't know. Kobe White, I love fucking Kobe White. He just continues to be a baller. He's running that point guard spot like a champ. He's averaging 16 points, five rebounds, five assists. And if he needs to get a bucket, if he needs to take it to the rim, he's he'll do it. I like Kobe White. Wendell Carter Jr., he's a scorer. I don't know about his defense. I'm not sure. I'd have to watch more of him. And I watched him play a little bit last year, but I just wasn't really studying it, you know? I didn't really take it too seriously. He doesn't seem like a player that makes a lot of dumb mistakes. You know, right. It seems like he's got he's got some guard skills. I remember there being talk before the draft. He, he played a Duke with Marvin Bagley. Mm-hmm. And there was talk before the draft that Wendell Carter could be the better pick right? between him and, and Bagley. It'll shake out in the future, whether that's you know true or not. But yeah, people seem to think that Wendell Carter had more to offer, yeah. a little more to offer in the program than Bagley. I'd, I'd be willing to bet that Wendell Carter Jr. has played more games so far. If that means anything. I mean, he's on the court more. Yeah. He's played more fucking minutes. Uh, yeah, those guys are still both super young, and they'll probably both be decent players. But, yeah, I don't think I really watched a whole lot of Wendell Carter Jr. because we didn't do, like, a Bulls pick game last year. It was kind of fun to watch. It was cool to lean into this game a little bit and kind of explore the teams. Uh, another player that's very interesting to me for the Bulls is uh, Laurie Markinen. Now, here's a player that I'm curious what you guys think about him because he's been in the league for a little while. He's 23. He's a seven-footer. He's the Finnish guy. He's from Finland. <laughs> Seventh overall draft pick in 2017. He's uh, he's number 24 for the Bulls. He's the white guy with the number 24 on his jersey. I think one day it's all going to click for this guy. I think it's just taking time. Right now, really, all he does is, like, jack up shots. He scores. He's averaging, like, 17 points a game or something. 
He was traded to the Bulls along with Zach Levine and Chris Dunn for Jimmy Butler and the rights to uh, Justin Patton. So that was the Jimmy Butler trade. It's a pretty fair trade. I don't know. If I'm Chicago, I'm keeping Jimmy Buckets. But Lowry Markkinen, I think he's a player. One day, I just feel like you're going to turn around and he's going to be like a complete player. I don't know if the Bulls will have the patience to wait on it. But with him, it's it's always going to be about scoring. And it's whether or not he can get to the elite level of scoring. Or if he's going to be a 15 to whatever, 20-point scorer every night. Or is he ever going to like turn into a versatile scorer that can score from anywhere on the court? I don't know. I think it will happen for him. I just don't know if the Bulls will wait on it. His contract's coming up. If he doesn't get extended from the Bulls, he's only got like a year and then like a player option or a team option. If the right coach gets a hold of him, and the Bulls haven't had a good coach. They haven't good, had good management or anything for a while, long while, as long as he's been there. I don't know. Maybe he's like a future Spur. I could see him being good with uh, Popovich and the Spurs. If everything starts to click all of a sudden because he's playing for a really good coach, like a defensive coach, I don't know. Maybe it is Billy Donovan. I'm not sure. Billy Donovan had players in Oklahoma. I don't know. He shoots threes. It's very important to people these days. What do y'all have opinions on marking in? I think he can, like you said, I think it's, he has a chance to take a leap. He's, looks like he started the year off pretty good Mm -hmm. and he has room to grow so i think he can get better and he should i think he could be a big part of a uh, winning team in the right situation and maybe it is chicago maybe it's their fucking time they're winning games this season so far yeah i just don't know they're really young that whole team is really young if they keep it together how much can you pay everybody? Are you going to be able to keep this whole team together in Chicago? I don't know. But, Lots uh, up in the air because they, you know, they've got the new coach, the new front office. They're, I mean, the, Chicago's such a young team. The starting five for the game on Tuesday was, yeah, Laurie Markinen, Wendell Carter Jr., Zach Levine, Kobe White, and Patrick Williams, their rookie. Right. I mean, they're obviously trying to develop this squad if they're starting Patrick Williams over – Otto Porter Jr. I like Patrick. They've got Williams. a couple more. Got a couple other veterans on the squad. I believe that they they'd start over a rookie, but mm-hmm. I mean, clearly they've they've got a picture in their mind. The Chicago Brass has a picture in their mind of what their what their future starting five is going to be, and they're rolling these guys out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not obvious. They're not obvious contenders this year. So no. roll this roll these guys out there and let them gel. Can they sneak into the playoffs? That would be great for this young team to get some playoff experience. Probably too early. But, I mean, you never know. In a, in a COVID year, you never know. You never know, period. You never know. Teams I are mean, always Kevin rising. Dur- Kevin Durant could have COVID. <laughs> huh. He already had the COVID. They're just... He can get it again. Up in, in Colorado where it's mutating, right? Allegedly. <laughs> you mentioned Patrick Williams. I had a chance to see him on the court. He is a freak for a 19-year-old. He's 6'8". He was the uh, Bulls pick, fourth overall this year. 
He looks good. He looks like a player. He looks so athletic at that wing. The dude is like insanely muscular. Um, not in the arms, but like this guy, this guy's definitely a player. <laughs> I can tell just by the little bit I watched. He looks good. Yeah, he looked like a freak in college. Yeah. He looked he looked pro ready in college. Chicago's definitely got a player there. And Patrick Williams. Chicago's depth looks good. Billy Donovan, like, you got everything you need. Just put it together, dude. Make it work. All right, so the Wizards were down 10 after the third quarter. And then Chicago went on like a 9-0 run early in the fourth to extend the lead well into the double digits. Bertans for the Wizards. Davis Bertans. It's spelled Davis, but it's Davis. Davis Bertans for the Wizards hit a couple threes to kind of get the Wizards going, keep them in the game. But it wasn't enough. I mean, the, it was a 12-point game with like four minutes to go. In Chicago's favor. During the game, the announcers mentioned something about a lot of players stepping out of bounds this year. Players are just kind of stepping out of bounds when you don't expect them to. Like, uh, definitely up uh, like the corner. Like, uh, players do it all the time. They step out of bounds on the sideline. But they said that it's been happening a lot. And I feel like I've noticed it uh, watching games. What they were discussing was that they thought it could have been because of the lack of fans on the sidelines. So you're just like less aware of the sidelines because they're, it's not like lined up with fans. Makes sense. I thought it was kind of interesting. Like you, you're not really like aware of your surroundings because you're used to having like people right there. And that's how you know you're like, you feel close to being out of bounds. But a lot of guys have been just like, like blatantly stepping out of bounds while they're playing the game. <laughs> I thought it was kind of interesting. Interesting perspective that I hadn't really thought about is that the fans kind of keep you in bounds. One thing I took away from the game was that with Washington, I don't think their problem is scoring. I think their problem is turnovers. Westbrook had a bunch of turnovers. In this game, they had 19 turnovers. And their defense... It looks like a problem. Even Drew Gooden said that the defense looks like a problem. Westbrook hit his first three of the year in the game, which is interesting. Chicago led by nine with two minutes to go. Drew Gooden on the broadcast kept saying, I know Chicago's winning, but Washington's a better team. <laughs> well, he's on the Washington broadcasting, right. so he probably it's... has to say that. <laughs> Okay, so that was kind of it. Chicago ended up winning 115-107. Chicago win. That's the pick game. Uh, it's early in the season, and somebody had to win, so I'm glad somebody did. Okay, Chicago, first win of the year. <laughs> done and done. Billy Donovan versus Scotty Brooks. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting coaching, both uh, former Oklahoma coaches. A little uh, Could be a little rivalry, a little East rivalry there depending on whether or not they give a shit about that as coaches. I did watch the second game, which was two days later on Thursday afternoon. Chicago had a bunch of players out for COVID shit, including 
Lowry Markinen. I thought it was interesting. Drew Gooden right away was preaching because I watched a Wizards broadcast again because I liked Drew Gooden. He was good. He was interesting. Drew Gooden right away was preaching defense. And at one point, he said uh, one of my favorite NBA phrases of all time. He said, no easy baskets. Uh, Love it. It was Roy Hachimara's first game of the season. Watching the game, I don't know if it was because of what was going on that day with me while I was watching it, but damn, watching Bulls games is still so nostalgic for me. Growing up, pretty much a Bulls fan only. I can't help but to kind of root for them whenever I watch them. And the timing with the Bulls, I mean, it was, it couldn't have been more perfect with the Grizzlies and the Bulls timing because just about the time the Jordan dynasty was being broken up, Memphis was getting the Grizzlies. It was like a one or two year span there between one and the other. But it was fun. It's fun to watch the Bulls. I don't know. I just kind of still root for them a little bit, I guess. Let me just say, you just said, literally just said the Bulls. The Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You it's, said ball, Bulls. Yeah, bulls. The Bulls. Bears. Blackhawks. <laughs> <laughs> Blackhawks. Back in the damn Buick. <laughs> Pull the Oldsmobile around. We're going to the game. Let's see. Yeah, the Thursday game. I don't know. Watching the Wizards foul over and over, trying to play defense. You kind of realize how hard it is to play defense in the league right now without fouling. The refs are calling everything, and the more defense you try to play, sometimes it seems like the more fouls you're going to rack up. It's just hard to play tough defense in the league right now. Sometimes it looks like watching these games. And I think that's why the scoring's gone up. Defense is just harder to do without fouling all the fucking time now. I think teams are still playing great defense, but it's just harder. And especially for young teams like the Wizards or the Bulls or the Grizzlies, it can just be harder to play hard defense. And the refs are just calling everything on these young guys. Let's see. The game was tied on Thursday at 123 with three minutes left. Washington had turnovers. They allowed easy layups. Levine and Westbrook were kind of going back and forth a little bit. One note from the game was Westbrook tied Oscar Robinson as the only other player in NBA history to start the season with four straight triple-doubles. That record was dating back to like 1961 or something. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. There was one crucial... Turnover towards the end of the game. Bradley Beal turned the ball over with no contact at all. He just lost the ball going to the rim in the air. And that kind of kind of blew it for the Wizards there. He turned it over. The Wizards fouled. Chicago made their free throws, getting them up by three points. Bertans for Washington. Davis Bertans took some terrible three. Westbrook got the rebound. He was fouled. Westbrook made his free throws, making it a one-point game, Chicago's lead. So Washington had to foul right away. Zach Levine made his free throws, three-point game again. But then at the end of the game, Washington went for like this full-court Hail Mary pass with like six seconds left, and they turned it over. Instead of making an easy inbound pass, running up the court and shooting a shot, for some reason they elected to 
I've been seeing more of this in the league where guys will try to throw it the whole length of the court. Like everybody jumps up and tries to catch the ball like a Hail Mary in the end zone, you know, and and it rarely works. I don't know why people are doing this. I like the idea of making the easy inbound pass and running up and taking like a uh, in stride shot or something from half court, whatever. Anything better than this like quarterback shit. So the Bulls won again by three. They won both games. Wizards still didn't get a win at that point in the week. I guess the the Wizards were out of timeouts, I'm assuming. They were. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a whole lot of timeouts that I didn't bring up because <laughs> there were timeouts before and after every single fucking free throw. <laughs> <laughs> really stretched the game out. I don't know. I thought this was a fun pick game to watch. I thought I had a lot of fun watching the games and then like seeing who was on the court and kind of looking at the matchups and kind of getting to know some of these players. I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Not It's not the marquee game. It's not the big game of the week or anything, but it's like a kind of an under-the-radar good game. I thought a little underground game. What else do you guys want to talk about? Anything at all? What else did you see in the NBA this week? Uh, did you watch any other games? Did anything? You want to talk Grizz at all? Oh, you guys go ahead. Um, I mean, watching the Grizz, the only thing that really stands out to me is, I mean, clearly their their team is depleted. Uh, Grizzlies used the hardship exception today to sign Tim Frazier. Oh no! Uh, to play yeah. point guard. I saw that. I was I was just like, oh man, here oh, we go. Shit. Yeah. So who gave Wallace the phone? I was about to ask <laughs> the same question. They called Chris. Like, what should we do? Chris Wallace would 100% if he was running the team right now. No doubt in my mind that he would sign Isaiah Thomas. Oh, definitely. No fucking question. Yeah, that would happen. <laughs> Tim that Frazier. That would absolutely okay. happen. Yeah, it's such a Wallace move. The bright spot has been Kyle Anderson appears to be fully healthy. He's awesome. Um, he's had, you know, nagging. He had the shoulder surgery before last season. Mm-hmm. And I uh, had said that it had kind of been nagging at him mm. this past season, last season. Wow. He's looked incredible this year. I mean, he's he's had to, you know, with, with nobody else really to play. He's the vet. He's had to step up. And, yeah, he's been the Kyle Anderson we, we kind of wanted to see. And even when we get guys back, it's going to be – it's hard to take that guy out of the starting lineup with what he's, what he's given the team. I honestly see it happening anyway. I see him moving to the bench for – I would imagine they start Justice Winslow eventually this season if it would he's be, ever healthy. It would be interesting to know whether or not he would want the rest not to have all the workload mm-hmm. or if he would be disappointed that he's getting reduced role. It would be interesting to know which way he wants it. Do you want to be a starter? Do you want to be the main focal? Or are you just doing this because people are – holding you accountable and asking you to do it. Mm-hmm. That would be a good question if if anybody can uh, ask him that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the way he's played, he looks like a he, he's, he looks like the player that whether he starts or not, he's, I mean, if you've got a close game, he's he's on the court at the end of the game. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah. Just, he just does – he does everything so well. He's such a smart player. It's been fun to watch. 
You'd think the yeah. Spurs would like to have him. <laughs> he looks like such a spur out there. <laughs> I know. Other Grizz news Grizz news that I saw today. All right. Is there's talk of there's talk of uh Desmond Bain getting moved into the starting lineup. About time. Which I'm assuming I mean, I don't know who you take out. I'm assuming you take out Dylan. Yeah. Do you let Dylan come off the bench and just be your instant offense, your microwave? <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Dylan's Dylan's a good guy, he's a good player, but I look at it Bain is it's like he's the future, man. I feel like he's a better player. Sorry. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, I don't know. How is Brooks the advantage to to having Dylan come off and play against bench lineups? Yeah, and just light him the fuck up. There's an advantage know? there too. Yeah, he can take all the shots he fucking wants. I guess, huh? Mm-hmm. Dylan's only 24. How much? How old is Bane? 22. I, see, I mean, maybe Dylan's the future. Not in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is. I much just, rather have Bane. I like Bane's shot better. I like his defense better. His composure. His brain. <laughs> I like Bane a lot better than I do Dylan. I've been preaching for Bane to start since before the season started. I think Dylan could – he has potential to be a great defender in the NBA if they just eliminated fouls. Mm-hmm. You just add some fouls. Or, or if you had, you know, summer league fouls, you know. Mm-hmm. Like 12 or 10 eight or yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It could be better if they did that for him, the league. The Brooks rule. <laughs> Right, that's a good point, Brian. With Kyle Anderson, though, like he's not even just scoring or rebounding or playing defense. Like he's running the fucking point. He's ball handler many times down the court. He's playmaker. He's been uh, very valuable to their two and four record so far. Of course, they they played the Lakers the other night, like. If LeBron and AD are playing, you're not winning. I think that's their next game, too, against the Lakers. So we're probably going to be – we're probably looking at the Grizzlies being 2-5. and five. Yeah, that's the NBA NBA TV game tomorrow night. 7 you, o'clock. 7 o'clock tip. What are you doing tomorrow night? I'm working. <laughs> you're working tomorrow night? I'll be I'll be watching the, uh, the Tigers game and the Grizzlies game at work tomorrow night. Shit. Unless I get a, unless I get a phone call from a from one of the other managers that wants hours, or I could go eat lunch at a crowded restaurant tomorrow and possibly have COVID contact and have to call in. Don't hey, really, what's that restaurant? Don't really um, feel that, well. <laughs> 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 that restaurant at, on the uh, that northwest corner there, on the other side of those uh, strip mall. Yeah, that place was fucking packed New Year's Eve when I drove past it. Gross. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they don't care. Dang, you were that uh, close and you didn't come say hi? You son of a bitch. I didn't know if you were working or what you're doing. (laughs) Who cares? Dude, I was at my parents' house. Shit. You know where my parents live. They live right by your house. Dude, I didn't know what you were doing. You were like in town one day, not in town the next. Yeah. Look, and I mean, and you know I'm scheduling Jeff to work on New Year's Eve. That's true. You know I'm there all the time. (laughs) (laughs) My boss is a dick. 
<laughs> I'm always working. I keep telling him I want to work less, and he's like, "You're working more." Yeah, I should have come I in was, there and said, I was "Probably uh, still on the patio trying to call him my Italian food." <laughs> Give me a beer. I'm drinking it outside. Well, you should you should have come by, Goofy. It's all good though. Everybody had to eat. Had to go pick up that Indian food. Oh, you had time. Yeah, you just you just didn't do it. Patrick, Did, didn't Patrick make it. Not care at all. <laughs> they were above before before the before we went from fifty percent to twenty five percent in restaurants. They called us to uh, to order pizzas for their employee Christmas party. <laughs> Gross! It's like you guys are having a Christmas party. <laughs> oh man! Good lord! That's insane. <laughs> Okay. What are we uh are we picking a pig game? Yeah. Then Jeff talks about gambling. We gotta make uh I don't even, I'm like so fucking over the fucking gambling shit. The because <laughs> every week it's just the same story, like, oh we lost it by one game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> every fucking week. It's the same story. It's kind of getting like repetitive in that nature. All right. Hey, all right. Well, let's keep it going. Let's move along now. And uh, let's make a pick game selection for next week before I lose both of you to boredom. Um, I'm going to make a pick game joke. All right. Um, Bulls versus Blazers tomorrow night. Bulls versus Blazers. I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> that Bulls. <laughs> Bulls. That was a great Bulls. game. Do you remember that on Nintendo? Or maybe it was Super yes. Nintendo. Of course. Shit was hilarious. Was Sega, Super Nintendo. Are they really playing? Tomorrow night, yeah. It's the NBA. It's the second game of the NBA TV doubleheader after uh, Lakers. Make Lakers. you feel better. Portland is favored by 10 points. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I might take the uh, plus 10 on that. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the Bulls right now after watching two games of them winning against the Wizards. Dude, I seriously wrote down like 20 games. There are so many good games in week three. Chicago feels like my new pet team, so let's go with Bulls Blazers. No, I'm just kidding. Ooh, there's a good one. They already Suns Raptors been. on Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, Suns Raptors. Ooh, that is a good one. That wasn't yeah, on the my Rap- radar. Raptors are one and five, and the Suns are five and two, so you could get a little bit of the uh, Raptors are in oh shit mode. Suns are in complacency mode maybe the yeah. are they with chris paul yeah they're like we you know that they, they won the title already in phoenix they've already still had a parade i think it's interesting <laughs> that you want to watch a toronto game i don't look i think nick nurse is a good coach and i like uh i like that van fleet guy i would rather wait till they start winning games they've been losing fucking games man i don't want to watch toronto that's why I want to watch them because they're going to start winning games. You know, they lost Marcus Gasol, so that's why they're losing, I guess. So Probably. Uh, Siakam just looks like a shell of himself. I don't much care to watch Toronto right now. Can we talk right, about can... a couple other games? Sure. Thinking maybe Utah-Brooklyn would be fun. Boston-Miami on Wednesday. Utah-New York is on Wednesday. Yeah, I haven't paid any bit of attention to the Knicks. I'd kind of like to see how they pull. Uh, just, just generally curious how they look with Thibodeau. Yeah, and I want to. I want to know if Thibodeau's a masker or a chin diaper guy. Like I kind of <laughs> want to know those things. Uh, yeah, and Utah is uh, 
kind of a uh, question mark right now. Well, Conley's having a really good season, and I'm always down to watch Conley and Thibodeau and see what Thibodeau's, like I said, what his mask policies are. All right, so if we're rating this on five stars, I'm going to start them out with three just to get the ball rolling here. Um, yeah, I wonder if, if Thibodeau, if he is pr- is like pre-symptomatic COVID positive, he's going to be really sweaty hmm. also. There's a lot of COVID, Thibodeau, mask intrigue in this game for me. Not uh, I could care less about Alfred Payton and Alec Burks and you know whatever the Knicks garbage roster is. Yeah, I mean they got a couple of guys that are interesting. I don't, I don't want to hear any Julius Randall slander. <laughs> <laughs> Triple double man, Lamar oh Odom. That's ba- baby. That's baby Zebo. That's Zebo. If that's like Zebo and Lamar Odom's like love child basketball player. It's like if Zebo was ever muscular, he'd be Julius Randall. Lamar Odom could pass and make plays kind of see him as like a hybrid there somehow but yeah he he is weirdly so similar to Zebo. what's another one thursday dallas at denver looks interesting but yeah that's i mean who doesn't want to watch luka and Jokic? here's and one. it's on tnt so i can watch it oh it's a tnt game minnesota at portland no, Minnesota's so bad. Towns is out. We're you out. don't watch that gar- garbage. We're out on that. Okay. It's the it's the Nas Reed show in Minnesota right now. Seriously. Here's the Juan Hercho Her- Gomez can't get off the bed show. Hotterman Gomez. Here's an interesting one. I think Orlando can win this one. It's Orlando at Houston on Friday. Any interest there? Yeah. I mean, I I, I haven't watched... Orlando this year, and really haven't paid too much attention to the Rockets with uh, that the new head coach was it Silas? Yeah. And I mean, sure, there's intrigue there also. Okay. Toronto, Sacramento. Hey, I just don't want to watch a Toronto game. Denver at Philly. Miami at Washington. No, we just watched like I just watched two Washington games. Phoenix at Indiana. That could be fun. Orlando. What night is that? Oh, that's fr- that's Saturday. It's Saturday. Gotcha. Which gives you like two days to watch it before Monday. And Brian, if you're not on next week, I expect a voicemail. Sure. I'll just, I'll just watch. I'll just I'll do what I did last week and just and watch highlights and then and then leave a voicemail about it. <laughs> that could be a fun one. I like that one. I like Phoenix, Indiana. Yeah, that could be a fun game. Um, you get to watch Sabonis demolish DeAndre Ayton. Sabonis versus Dario Saric. <laughs> <laughs> but I like watching Sabonis. I've seen him play a, a little bit this week. <laughs> He's good, man. He's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't hate that one. I'm going to give that one three stars up there with the uh, Utah Knicks and Orlando. Give, give it four and a half. Four and a half. Four. Let's go four. Let's be reasonable. Orlando at Dallas. Denver at New York. Probably not. That could be interesting. Jokic and Randall in the front court. And then all of New York's guards against Denver. Jamal Murray. 
We'll go three stars on that. Right now, Phoenix Indy is the four-star man. Lakers at Houston. Nope. Miami <laughs> at Boston. We can wait on that. Toronto at Golden State. Now, this was one that I thought was interesting. This is Sunday night. So both teams are kind of struggling. Both teams are guard heavy. Uh, Siakam and Draymond going at each other. I thought this was an interesting game, Toronto Golden State. I kind of look at like those are both like championship caliber teams that maybe people are underestimating for the season. I'm not sure. What do you think about that matchup? I mean, that that could certainly. I mean, st- like Steph could win you a game. That could be fun. And then you have the Wiseman kind of coming up as a rookie. That's a, I mean, I think it's a fun game. You know, I like the Knicks. Versus uh, whoever was that other game? I don't, I don't you know. There was Knicks Utah and there was Knicks yeah. Denver. Knicks Utah, Knicks Denver. I think Denver's gonna wax Knicks. The, you know, there's a chance that that Toronto game in the Golden State game could be a kind of a turning point for either team. Orlando Houston. Uh, we can probably wait on that. I think it'll be a competitive game. I'm interested to see who wins that game really more than anything. Like, does Orlando beat, is Orlando better than Houston right now? I don't know. I think that's the main interest to me is like who wins. Utah Knicks on Wednesday, Dallas Denver on Thursday. I'm all in on, uh, on Phoenix, Indiana. Yeah, that's a good one too. Phoenix, Indy has been decided. Phoenix, Indy Saturday. I think that's the move. Pick game. It has Pick game. Been, it has been decided. Our second Phoenix game already in three weeks. So next week it cannot be a Phoenix game. I think it's going to be fun. Saturday. Clear my fucking schedule. That's pretty much all I got. Does anybody have anything they want to add? We know Kevin Durant's out due to COVID contact. We know Colin Sexton. For Cleveland, still refuses to pass to open teammates. Dude, I watched him play Indiana, and I was checked his stats after the third quarter, and he had like two assists. There were so many times during that game, like I watched Cleveland Indy. There were so many times that he had open teammates, and he's like, refuse. He will not pass to his teammates. He'll just take it in traffic and try to score instead. I mean, he can score all right. He's a pretty good scorer, but... I don't know. I think his teammates might get sick of that shit at some point. Colin Sexton, dude. Yeah, like he's a good player. He's he's passed ball. Uh, nobody's watching Cleveland anyway. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, nobody's. <laughs> <laughs> the Suns beat Denver on Friday. That was a big win. I think it's a big win because I think Denver's really good, and definitely think Denver could win a championship. If everything cool goes their way, yeah, yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, the, the Suns have the Suns have clearly turned the corner. Yeah, I would imagine. I, mean, I, know like, I know it's early, but right, you're not wrong. Like beating a team like Denver has got to get people's attention. I feel like. All right, I'm gonna let you guys go, and I'm gonna finish this up. All right, Jeff. Thanks. Because I'm sure you guys are ready to go. Bo, take it easy, man. We'll see you. All right. Um, Hey, thank you both for coming on. Appreciate it. Yeah.
See you, don't, Jeff. Don't Thanks. be so enthusiastic about getting rid of, rid of us. <laughs> Thanks, guys. See ya. All right. Bye. <laughs> Woo, basketball. <laughs> All right. It's time for gambling this week. We did an NBA Tuesday parlay. We went two for four. Orlando covered five against Oklahoma. It's 118-107. Golden State covered three and a half at Detroit, 116-106. Washington lost to Chicago. We had Washington at five and a half. They lost 107-115. And Denver lost at Sacramento, 115-125. to Denver losing to Sacramento was a surprise. Chicago, Washington, like I could take that, like that go either way, but Denver losing to Sacramento, didn't see that coming. I don't really care for Tuesday parlay. It was kind of fun to do it that one time, but I'm not sure I want to limit us to one day. I'm working on how to look ahead for NBA games to bet on. Hey, we're still trying to make this podcast better. I'm still figuring things out. I don't know how to do like a whole week of NBA picks for a parlay. It's like impossible because the game lines just aren't out for the whole week. It's not like the NFL where you get the picks, you get the lines a week early. I will continue to post bets on social media, bets that I like, underdogs, are my big thing. I like to bet on an underdog. I just don't think that it's right. Like tonight, Golden State was an underdog to Sacramento. I'm betting on Golden State. They're hitting a stride right now. I'm pretty bummed that New Orleans couldn't beat the Pacers. I thought there was a chance at that. New Orleans only lost by two. So... Now, New Orleans is, I feel like they're going to be the underdog in a lot of games that they can win. Boston, for some reason, was an underdog versus Toronto tonight, Monday night. <laughs> of course I took Boston to win. Toronto hasn't been playing well. Boston is Boston, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. like Those guys, I feel like, can win against a team that's struggling any given night. I had the Knicks underdog to beat Atlanta tonight. Knicks won against Atlanta. Atlanta, I just don't have I don't have a lot of faith in them as a team to win games right now. I think they're overrated. Mavericks beat Houston tonight. I took Dallas. I don't have a lot of faith in Houston right now. They got too much bullshit around them, I feel like. I like taking the Suns to win. They almost came back and beat the Clippers last night. That was a, ended up being a really good game after the Suns were down like 30-something. I'm not counting the Suns out. I, I like betting on them. I like taking them to win most nights. It doesn't really matter who they're playing. I feel like they can hang and be competitive against any team. I, don't, I just don't know how to like set up our bets to where I can come on here and talk about it. I guess we'll just set up day parlays and try to put them on social media and then come back and talk about them on Mondays. I don't know. Still trying to figure that out. Last week in the NFL, 
we got four out of five picks right. We had Green Bay minus four and a half at Chicago. That's a winner. Colts money line versus Jacksonville. That's a winner. The one we missed was Kansas City money line versus Chargers. The Chargers won. New Orleans money line at Carolina. That was a winner. Buffalo minus two and a half versus Miami. That was a winner. Next week in the NFL, it's wild card games. I'm taking Buffalo versus Indy. Money line. Buffalo. I'm taking Seattle versus the Rams. Money line. I'm taking Tampa Bay at Washington. I'm taking New Orleans first Chicago money line. These are all money lines. And I'm taking Pittsburgh versus Cleveland money line. These are the teams that are supposed to win, more or less. It's the wild card. These games matter. You're going to get the best out of everybody. The team that's supposed to win should win. These are the games that I'm confident that that will hold true and happen. I think Seattle just flat outscores the Rams. I think Buffalo versus Indy is like a very questionable one, but I'm going to go with Buffalo because they've just looked really good. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady's going to make that happen. Washington's not as strong as people think. The Buccaneers all day. New Orleans, I'm not betting against New Orleans probably at all. I think they can win the Super Bowl. And then Pittsburgh, I think they dig deep and get their shit together more or less, and they win their wildcard game. As far as the NBA, find us on social media. For the picks. That's all I can say. We'll come back here and we'll talk about the ones that I post, whatever. That's about it for gambling this week. Brian's gone. Bo's gone. I think it's time for me to go. What's next week? I think next week we're going to do a little bit of a league evaluation. It'll have been a whole month. Maybe we'll check in on the standings. Maybe talk about which teams we think are strong and which teams we think are underproducing. Until then, thank you, Bo. Thank you, Brian. Laddie, hope you're back next week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Appreciate y'all. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Mother heart.